This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. And she began to listen to that hope. That's why you got to be, Jesus said, be careful what you hear and how you hear. Not just what you hear, but how you hear it. Amen? And she began to listening to that deceiver, not knowing he was a deceiver. Should have known, but not knowing it. And see, faith coming by what? Hearing. See, listening to his words brought a hope. And he kept talking to her, and then because of that, hearing and hearing she started getting persuaded about what he was saying and dismissed what she knew she dismissed what she was already told and knew and she kept listening to it and then she began to do something she began to see something oh that fruit is kind of good for food it's nice to look at and it's desires, it can make me wise. Like that deceiver said, she didn't say deceiver, that I'll be like God. And she got persuaded. And when she did, she took it. And then partook of it. That was a bad hope. But even though she did that, it wasn't over for you know what why because we got a good God his image was down there his likeness it was marred now with sin especially after the man standing right there letting her do all this and not rising up in his authority See, God has given the church something. We're the authority in the earth. Jesus said it. He said, all authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Therefore, you go. In other words, you take that authority as a child of love, as, a, as a, 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 an ambassador of the kingdom, as a joint heir with Jesus. And you begin to exercise the authority of heaven like I did when I was down there. I heard what daddy was saying. Remember that word that came forth? There's a sound. I heard what daddy was saying and I said it. I saw what daddy was doing and I did it. And that's what he wants us to do. But we gotta, we gotta get connected to him. But I talked about how, you know, we need to get what we got, and I said it today too, earlier, to them who are in need of it. Amen. Because when they get it, then they make the body that much stronger. One will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand. You know. That's why we have to increase the people. Number one, because God loves them. He don't want them to perish. That's the number one reason. 
But the other reasons, you know what? God wants us to have help to do what he called us to do. Amen? And we want to see them delivered from all that junk. Amen? But, uh, uh, but in saying that, you know, I was, you know, I talked about God being the hope giver. But there was a sister when I was going out said this, you know, like kind of just the planets them say sometimes, you know, she said a word last time. And I'm going to give her credit this time. But the next time I might say somebody told me. Then the next time I say, you know, I, I know it to be said, <laughs> you, know, you know. But Sister Bernita, when I was going out the door, she said, you know what? You said something about, uh, about us being hope, you know. And she said, this is what I wrote down. And she had wrote down stewards of hope stewards of hope that's what the church is we are a steward of the hope the confident expectation with anticipated pleasure amen of god that's what hope is confident expectation with anticipated pleasure it's usually for good and when it's from god it's for good amen you know we are the stewards of that in the earth and we as passing church are the stewards of that in this arena. Amen? In this community, in this city, in this region. Amen? But we're not limited to the region because we reach out into their, uh, the ends of the earth. Amen? But we are stewards of that hope. A steward don't own the hope, even though we take ownership of it. You know what I mean by that? You know, it's kind of like Pastor Paul, you know. He was going preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in one place, he said, my gospel. It's mine. Why? He didn't originate it and own it as far as making it happen. But because he had taken it into himself, he had made it a part of who he was. Amen. It started becoming his life. What he lived and breathed for, he said, my gospel. Amen. Now, he was giving God the glory, but he took the ownership of it. And that's what a steward does. He acts like he owns it, even though he know he doesn't. And then the scripture says this, a steward must, not maybe, must be found faithful. Faithful. They got to handle it. Just like the owner would. And God has entrusted us with a hope, with this stewardship, to get it into the earth. And as a steward, we can't be said, well, you know, we can't start copping pleas or excuses why we can't do it. There's no excuse. You can't use your age as an excuse. You can't even use your health condition as an excuse. You know, when I was in the hospital, uh, uh, I'm going to get to my message in a minute. <laughs> when I was in the hospital, you know, with uh, uh, COVID had hit, you know, and it was at the first part of COVID, you know, when it was real strong and people were just kind of like, you know, and there's some thing behind that, but anyway, I ain't going to go there. But you know what? I know some people had an expectation that I wasn't coming out. I never had that expectation. I only went in with the expectation that I was coming out. You know? I almost didn't go in because I was like, 
you know, Daddy, you know, <laughs> we can fight this out. You know, I don't know what's going on. You know, I feel, you know, like they say, feel like a dog, a sick dog. <laughs> you know, I didn't say them exact words, but that's, you know, I felt terrible. I mean, I had never felt this bad, and I've been through some stuff, you know. But, uh, 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 but I was like, man, I just, you know. I mean, when somebody came, I had to crawl to the door to open the door so I could go to the hospital, you know. Thank God for friends who, who, are, who are good stewards, amen. But, uh, but even then, when feeling that bad, being weak in my own strength, it didn't touch my expectations. It didn't touch my faith. Amen? My hope and my faith, you know, it didn't touch it. It didn't touch the fuel of it all, the love of God that I knew was in me. I knew Daddy loved me. That's why I, was, I had the expectation that, yeah, I'm going there to get a little strength or whatever they got to do, you know, but I'm coming out. You know, I'm coming back. You know, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't worried out. But when I was in there, guess what? Even in the state I was, I was ministering to nurses and doctors and everything. You know, I was like, I'm the one in here that's supposed to be, you know. But see, those things are not an excuse and they don't matter. Why? There's something in us that's eternal that's supernatural, that's powerful. It's the life of God. And it's, it's not a natural thing, it's a spiritual thing, amen? So, you know, uh, uh, knowing we as the children of God have good hope, good hope, we must know and deliver that knowledge of hope to them who have no good hope and are without God the hope giver. To do that, let us look at what hope needs and works with along with the results that it produces or brings. Amen. So let's uh, we're in Romans chapter five. There, let's look at verse five. We we touched on this verse last week. You know, verse one. We went from verse one to verse five, where it talks about how how we get to hope. You know. Sometimes you get to hope, or hope begins to make manifest, I should say. Really, hope should already be there. But through, in troubled times, when you're going through something, you know, if there is a hope in there, you know, you're going to start seeing hope begin to manifest. But uh, uh, verse 4 says, in, in Patience or perseverance produces experience, which you know, experience to be character, and character hope. Character hope. And really, you could probably read it this way, that it's, it's not so much creating hope, it's allowing hope to begin to manifest. Amen? Because really, uh, uh, our hope comes from God. It allows hope to begin to operate. And then it says, hope will not make a shame in the King James. The Passion Translation, hold on, let me 
jump over here to the Passion Translation. And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy. In other words, this hope ain't some pipe dream. You hear people say pipe dream. It's not some pipe dream that you, after eating pizza or maybe you got drunk on some wine. But anyway, we know y'all not that type. But, but anyway, you remember those days where you, you start having this big dream and it's just something you pulled out of the clouds of the air. You know, or you were watching Disney World, which is some of that stuff you don't need to watch no more. But anyway. You know, it's not a pipe dream. It's not some fantasy that can't come true. Hope, the hope of God, you know, will never disappoint. I wasn't disappointed, you know. I stayed a little longer than I expected, but it wasn't because of God. Actually, it was because of what they, how they treated me. And there's a lot of stuff people don't know that's going on that they need to wise up to. Don't believe everything you hear in the media. But anyway, you know, it delayed my coming out, but my hope never changed. And that's why through that hope I was able to minister to others. You know, they started telling me about their kid going through this and this this person they were taking care of was, you know, abused and stuff. And now they take care of it. And I say, okay, let's pray. You know? Because you know what? That hope, people will see that hope in you. Because they, guess what they're looking for? They're looking for a hope. And God wants to bring the steward before them. And they'll say something about that. I feel something pulling me. And expectate, they begin to feel that expectation. Then they have a, if they sit in you and you a good steward of hope, They'll begin to see you begin to give them hope. Because they, see, they already got an expectation. There's something about them I think I need to. See, that expectation is rising up in them. Amen. But it says, and, and this hope, this confident expectation with anticipated pleasure is not a disappointing fantasy. Because we can now experience Endless love of God. Oh, oh boy, I'm almost wanting to run. The endless love of God, our Abba, our Father. Cascading, you know, gives you a little picture of, you know. But anyway, cascading into our hearts through and by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Man, the one that did everything when the word came forth in the beginning and began to move on the surface of the deep and began to bring, cause light that already existed. He just said, you just be like you are and shine. It wasn't the sun and the moon and the star because they weren't made to the fourth day. But that light began to display. I believe it was the light of the glory of God. Amen, Jesus. But anyway, the Holy Spirit, that same one, that did all those things with the word who was in the beginning. He in us. He won't allow, unless we put a stop to him, he won't allow that hope 
that dream, that, that, that blueprint, that plan of God in us to disappoint. It can't disappoint if we cooperate and work with him. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, turn to, go to Hebrews. Hebrews uh, chapter 11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let's start in verse 1. We're talking about hope and its partners. Hope and, it, and its partners. You know, just like you just read in, in uh, uh, Romans 5, it says, and hope maketh not a shame or is not a disappointing fantasy. Why? Because of the what? Love of God, it says in the King James, is poured out or shed abroad in our hearts. And, or, or like it said there in the, uh, the uh, past translation, it's a, a cascading, you know, flow, uh, you know, in us. Hope is working with what? Yeah, but in that case, it was love. But, but, it, but faith is there. And we're getting ready to see that right now. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now... Faith is the substance, or you could say gives substance to the things that are hoped or confidently expected and anticipated. It's the evidence of things not seen. Hope never works by itself. It's never alone. Turn to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13. We're going to start in verse 4. Hope never works alone. And is always hanging out with somebody or some people. It's got a, a, a Holy Ghost crew it hangs out with. Amen. You need a Holy Ghost crew you hang out with. Amen. And, and a good Holy Ghost crew, not, not those that gossip and backbite and all those things, you know. Sp encourage them, say, hey, stop it. Repent. Get right with God. But find you some people that you can hang out with that are Holy Ghost people. Amen? And what I mean by Holy Ghost, they listening to the voice of God. They're sensitive to the things of the Spirit of God. Amen? But there's a Holy Ghost crew. We're going to start in verse 4 because, uh, uh, because this is one of the partners that's talking about. Uh, love suffers or perseveres a long time is kind it doesn't envy it doesn't vaunt or puff itself up or or act haughty it doesn't puff up does not behave itself unseemly it's not seeking its own 
It's not easily provoked. In other words, it don't take offenses or try to take up somebody else's offense. One thing that will hinder anything that God wants to do in your life is offense, unforgiveness. You know, you say, God, I've been believing for this a long time or whatever. I check myself, you know. But some things take a little while because God got a plan how he's going to do it. But some things that, you know, it's like, God, what's going on? I'm believing you and everything. Yeah, you, you still got something against so-and-so. Well, God, I did forgive him like your word said, but how come you still talking about him? How come you still criticizing him? Won't you buy him a gift? What? Hey, it'll set you free. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. You know, right here, because some people get hung up in the word it says rejoices not in iniquity. It doesn't say it ignores it. It says it doesn't rejoice in it. It's not going to say, well, yeah, they got what they deserve. You know, they, they, you know, them ungodly. No, it's not rejoicing in that. It's actually in Father. You're a merciful Father. Turn their hearts. Get them back to Jesus. You know, I pray that for things going on now. You know, some of the things that's happening in our government things, you know, I, 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 pray, uh, I pray kind of two ways. I say, God, you know, uh, 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 get them saved, Lord God. Send people around the path to change their heart, you know. But I also tell them if they don't listen and they're just rebelling against you, get them out of the way. I don't tell them to kill them. I just say get them out of the way and put the righteous in authority. Put people in there that are going to listen to you, that's going to do what you want, Lord God, that's going to be a blessing to people, not destruction, Lord God, you know, not, to the, not trying to put the plans of the enemy. Get in the word. We got an election coming up. Get in the word. Find out how you're supposed to vote. Get out of the party, whether it be Republican or whatever, or Democrat. Don't worry about the label. Find out, are they legislating according to the character of God? Amen? Well, my, my, my granddaddy was a, a, a Republican, or my granddaddy was a Baptist. I mean, not Baptist, but excuse me, Baptist. I love the Baptist, but my granddaddy was a Democrat. Or, or my, 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 you know, forget all that. Find out what hope is saying and be moved by hope and not by what tradition. As a matter of fact, God said it's the tradition of men that make null and void the power of God. God can't move, not that he can't, but he won't move because of tradition. Of course, of the re rebelling against what he want to do, even though he don't want it to happen to him. He's a God of hope. He's a God of life. God of truth. Amen. He ain't a confused God too. He know what he made that little boy and that little girl, a little boy and a little girl. He ain't confused. God know what he was doing. And we the church need to know too and not listen to the enemy. Hope, good hope don't submit to the enemy. 
It's a mess to the will of God. Amen? Y'all have got me stirred up. But anyway, love gets stirred up. And I think it's written in here something. Well, anyway, it beareth all things, believes all things, meaning it believes what's true concerning all things. It hopes or confidently expects all things are the good things of God. And it endures. It perseveres. It won't quit. Amen. It said love never. Don't you want a partner with you that won't fail? A partner that is a one that sticks to and stays. Amen. That's who we need to grab hold to. That's really who you are because you're a child of the one who is that partner. It's talking about love there. God, the love who is God. Amen. He never fails. And he will never fail through us. He's a good, a faithful God who keeps covenant and shows mercy. He won't fail us. He'll make sure his plan for you succeeds if you work with him. Because if something fails, it's not love failing. Maybe it's we kind of getting off the path or the plan and need to say, okay, daddy, get me back on course. You say, I hear your voice saying, no, don't go to the left. Oh, you're going too far. Right here. Amen. Hallelujah. How come y'all keep getting me excited? Oh, I know it's really him in me. Love. He's excited. He's excited about you. He's excited about you grabbing hold of, of the things that he's written for you. Your name is written in those scriptures. He's saying this is for you. Amen. Oh, glory, glory to God. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies they shall fail there's all kind of people going around prophesying stuff but you better find out if it's coming out of the mouth of love because if it's a prophecy of love it won't fail it's just talking about people who are probably because sometimes we prophesy out of our own selves amen i've done it before it wasn't nothing bad but still sometimes you can prophesy things you know but i want the word of the lord amen Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there tongues, they shall cease. Whether knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, some people take this scripture and try to mean that, oh, the Bible came, so tongues need to stop and all. But see, that means knowledge has to stop. We couldn't get no more knowledge of God. And even, even the Apostle John in the book of John, I believe it's chapter 20 uh, or 21, he said that uh, uh, these things and many other things that Jesus do, that, that if they were written down, even the, the, uh, uh, the, the world wouldn't be able to contain the volumes of books that would be written. We can't put God in a box. As a matter of fact, that, 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 that phrase, that which is, if you look through the scriptures, you know, 
there's at least two or three times where it's not talking about some, something like they're talking about the book. It's talking about a person. You know, if you look up the, uh, the Greek behind it, you'll see that it says it, one of the definitions is the one. Just like it is in 1 John chapter 1 where it said, That which our hand has handled, our eyes have seen, our ears have heard of the word of life. You know, it wasn't talking about a, a, a message. It, they were talking about Jesus. They saw him. They heard him. They handled him. They were comrades or or, or buddies. I almost said something that I had to think twice was that good to say. But anyway, <laughs> you know, they were comrades. So they were, the Apostle John was talking about a person there, and so is it here. Because the person hadn't gotten back yet. That's why tongues, miracles, not those things are still happening. But when he comes and he sets up his early kingdom, won't be no need for it. Because he'll be here. You know, we won't need to give a, a tongue and an interpretation because he's here. He's going to make it clear what he's saying. Amen. But anyway, he said, okay. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is part be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the body of Christ ain't a man yet. A full not to the full stature. Because when the full stature happens, then we out of here. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but when that when but then shall I know even as I am known. And now, this is where I'm getting to. And now abides what? Faith. Hope. And love these three but the greatest of these is what love hope hanging out with faith and love it needs them and love needs hope God has a hope and his love for you causes that hope and your love for him causes that hope to start coming into being in the earth he's he chooses. He didn't have to do it that way, but he chooses to work with us. Hallelujah. And but they faith, hope, and love hang out together. Uh, uh, go to back to Romans chapter four, verse seventeen. Are you getting something out of this? And this is part of our kind of like the theme of the whole message. But as it is, uh, let's talk about uh, Abraham. And I alluded to last week, we kind of went through it. We got to a place, and I told y'all it was for next week. But I'll go ahead and read this. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. The word nations right there means ethnic groups you know this stuff about race and all that junk be careful 
When you start putting your ethnicity before what God says, that's called idolatry. I don't care what color it is. Amen. God so loved the world, or you could say all lives matter to him. You know, he loves all people, all ethnic groups, even the ones that fight against him. He loves them. Amen. Don't get caught up. Stick with the word and the heart of God. Amen. I don't care how, how persuasive and, and oracle, what's the word, oratorical or whatever. I, see, I can't, you know. But anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. How eloquent they speak and sound. Politicians know how to get you going. And even those who are with these, all these groups and stuff. Look at the word. Look at the root of what's going on and bring it to the word and say, is this the nature of God? You know, my body, my choice. I thought it was God's choice to put that little one in there. They couldn't have him without him. And if, he, and if that little one got there, it's only because God allowed it. You know, and God didn't allow it just to put it in there just to kill it while it was in there. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up to hope. Amen. But anyway, uh, uh, before him whom he believed, God, who quickened or make alive uh, uh, the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope, we talked about that last week, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Remember we talked about the hope coming through the word spoken or the word written that God makes alive to us. Amen. So shall your seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise Hope came in a what? Promise. That's what our thing was last week. Amen. In the promises of God. At the promises of God. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now unbelief can happen that you never heard the gospel so you don't know to believe. But also unbelief is the other one, which is the, the worst one, it's a rejection of what you heard. And it equates to disobedience. You don't want to do it. So you just reject it. That's called unbelief in the scriptures. Disobedience. Matter of fact, it kept, kept the, uh, the uh, children of Israel, out of, uh, a lot of the children of Israel out of the promised land, because it said in Hebrews, they mixed not the word they heard. Faith coming by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or you could say the God kind of faith. Because there's another kind of faith that comes too. But it comes from the enemy. Amen. But we're talking about the faith of God. Amen. And so they mixed not the word they heard with faith. Amen. And therefore, they couldn't enter the rest of God. The rest of faith. 
And it kept them out of the promised land. And so he said he, he didn't stagger that or through or, or the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being, what? Fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. In Hebrews eleven six, 6, it says, without faith. You know, you can have hope because God spoke a word. But you know what? When God speaks a word of hope, something comes with that word too. Faith is there. Also, love is there. But see, it's not at the level of fullness yet. And that's why Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance or gives substance. That word substance, when you look it up, it means support, structure, strength to. Amen? And so faith, as you hearing and hearing and hearing what daddy said, your faith, something's happened to it. You're either going to reject what you're hearing, eventually you'll stop hearing it, or it's going to start doing something inside that vessel, that dream, that blueprint. It's going to start putting structure to it, support to it, strength to it. You know, Jesus talked about those that didn't have faith. They had little faith. They had weak faith. Like he said, Abraham was not weak in faith. Some had great faith or there was strong faith. Amen. But faith is there with hope, but then it kind of starts, kind of, I guess, like a baby in a womb. I didn't think about that, but like a baby in a womb. The seed is sown. The seed is the word of God, Jesus said. Amen. And the seed is sown. Amen. And then that seed begins to what? Grow. And then they say, oh, she's expecting. In other words, she's a woman of hope. She has a hope that this ain't some tumor going inside of her. And she gets confirmation. See, the Bible all says about, says about our God that he is he that confirmeth, confirmeth the words of his servant or his messenger and performs the counsel of his messenger. See, God's not just going to throw you something out there. And you're going to say, what does that mean? Where it come from? He's going to start giving you confirmations from himself that this is him. Amen? And so that woman go gets the confirmation. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Hey, you know, then eventually it starts growing and growing. Then it comes to what? Full, we call it full term. Full term. In other words, that faith is ready to manifest. It's already been manifested in a way or giving support to. The heart's developing. The bones start to grow and the eyes start. Everything starts giving support to what the dream says that it is. Right? Y'all see me rubbing my belly. Miss Bunny laughing at me. But y'all see me rubbing my belly. I, I'm pregnant with hope. Amen. The hope of God. Amen. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, you know, those things develop, and now that faith is mature. A lot of times we jump out of, on our hope before it's ready. Because we hadn't let 
faith mature and, and love fuel it. Love is the fuel. Amen. But eventually that baby comes forth. And what was expected is manifest, no longer hidden. Because the Bible says hope that is seen ain't hope. Because what are you hoping for what you can see? But when that baby comes out, oh, now the hope, that hope for that's gone. Now you see the manifestation of that hope. You see faith in action. And, uh, but anyway, Abraham was fully persuaded. See, this is really, Hebrews 11 one is not really the definition of faith. It kind of gives you some structure how faith works, when it is, and all that. But really, Romans 4.21, and being fully persuaded. Because the definition, when you look up the Greek word for faith, it's a persuasion. It's a conviction or an assurance based on what you have heard. Amen. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, the promises where hope came, faith was in it, but it had to be worked. Amen. And love was there because the Bible says faith works by love. No, that's how it comes. But faith works by love. Amen. Love is the support of, of faith and that hope. Amen. And it's a supernatural thing. You know, it's not just something that we conjure up in ourselves. It's supernatural. Uh, but time is about gone. I ain't going to be able to get through this. But if you look in, uh, 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 in Titus, you don't have to turn there now. I'm just going to give you some scriptures because, you know, I'm going to do my best to Y'all know me. It's a, it's, a, it's a fight. I don't want to abuse your time. I, I've never wanted to do that, but I get excited at the things of God. Turn one more place. Um. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. While you're going there, I want to give you a couple of scriptures that I want you to, on your own time, go read. Amen? One of the results of hope of what hope can do for us, it, it'll, it'll renew our strength. And if you look in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, and read the whole chapter, but right at the end, I believe it's verse 30 or 31, you'll see it that it talks about they that wait upon the, something happens to them. It Hope will renew our strength. And if you also write down Titus chapter 1, verse 2, and Titus chapter 3, verse 7, hope also produces eternal life. When we receive Jesus, we receive eternal life into ourselves, but there's still a hope for that eternal life because it's eternal. So there's a part that's not down here that is awaiting us. Amen? And it's called it the hope of eternal life. We don't have to hope for it down here. Eternal life, Christ is in us. 
He is that eternal life. But there's a hope that is awaiting us. Amen? Amen? And the Bible said it'll take throughout eternity unfold the riches of the grace of it. Hallelujah. You'll never get bored in heaven. And also uh, in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, we see that joy and peace is around that hope too. So look at those verses uh, uh, when you get an opportunity. Uh, 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 Isaiah 40, verses 30, read the whole chapter, but at the end, concentrate on the end. Titus chapter 1 and verse 2 and Titus chapter 3, verse 7. And, uh, uh, and Romans chapter 15, verse 13. You're in Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are you saved. Through faith. You know, grace don't work by itself. See, God about community. <laughs> He's about things functioning together. Amen. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is a supernatural force. Grace and faith are supernatural force. It is the gift of God. Don't you, aren't you grateful for a daddy who loves to give you things? <laughs> and I tell you, he got so much more he wants us to have. You know? Get your mind off of things that, that ain't happening. Get your mind on what God has done. Sometimes it'll break through what you're worrying is hindering. Get your mind on the goodness of God. Get your mind on the things that God has for you. He said, it's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he's the king of the kingdom, and the king ain't poor. The earth is his, the fullness thereof, all the world, and they that dwell there. There's things in the earth, there's treasure in the earth that haven't been revealed, natural treasures. But there are also spiritual treasures that he has locked up in us who are believers. The scripture says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency may be of God and not of man. Let's give God glory and allow him to reveal treasures. There's a world waiting for a treasure that would set them free. Amen? Okay. Not a works lest any man should boast. We ain't got no bragging rights. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works which God hath when? Before they prepared in advance, beforehand, that we should walk in them. And then it goes on, and I won't continue because of time. <laughs> it starts talking about that hope. And see, God got a work for us to do. People on your jobs, people you run into at school, you know, your, your family members going through things, and they need hope. They need a word that's supernatural, yet that can breathe something into them that can begin to transform and change their whole life and perspective and open them up to what God has for them. He loves them. But you know what? 
as it was said, we're stewards. Stewards of that hope that God before, it doesn't just say beforehand, but before the foundations of the world were ever laid. That means before God, you know, put any mountains or did anything in the earth, guess what? He already had your plan written up. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.